0: InfoTrack continues. Once again,
1: here's Chris Whitting. Recent research shows that overcoming America's opioid epidemic will require looking beyond opioids. Here to talk about this is senior author of the study, Honora Englander, Associate Professor of Medicine in the Oregon Health and Science University School of Medicine. Doctor, before we get to the results of your research, tell us how you went about gathering the data for this study.
0: I lead a hospital-based addiction medicine consult service called Impact at OHSU. And Impact is an interprofessional team that includes physicians. We have a nurse practitioner and a PA, social workers and peers with lived experience in recovery. And we meet people who are hospitalized with acute medical or surgical conditions Most people are not coming to the hospital looking for addictions care, but we meet them during what we call a reachable moment of hospitalization, and our research, including this study, really supports that. So folks, again, are coming to the hospital because they're sick, and we meet them and offer support around their substance use. As part of this work, we did a study where we interviewed patients early in their hospital course and then called them about one month after hospital discharge, And we asked a whole range of questions, but this study focuses specifically on their substance use and their substance use patterns.
1: I see. And about how many people were involved in your study?
0: We surveyed 486 total people over three years.
1: Were you surprised when you saw the results of your study?
0: You know, I think actually our results are really important. And because I do a lot of clinical work, uh, both on the Addiction Consult Service They weren't necessarily surprising, but I think that they're really important because a lot of the narrative and discussion at a national level and also at a local level doesn't necessarily reflect the complexity that we see in patient care and that our study supports. You know, the main findings really are that polysubstance use is common. So when we talk about addiction and substance use, very often It's framed around an opioid epidemic or it's framed around single substance use, for example, alcohol use. But what our study shows is that most people use multiple substances. And specifically when thinking about opioid use, 70% of people who reported opioid use at baseline also used other substances, including alcohol and methamphetamines. The other important finding is that 90% of people in our study used less substances after working with Impact, our Addiction Consult Service, and 40% of people stopped using at least one substance altogether. And so that really reinforces what we know clinically to be true and what our other studies also show, which is that hospitalization really is this critical touchpoint and access point for people to engage in addictions
1: care. Are the treatment protocols for someone using, let's say, opioids and methamphetamine different from how you would treat somebody who's just using one drug?
0: It really does matter clinically if people are using multiple substances, both because their experience of substance use, their triggers for use may be quite different and also because the treatment systems not necessarily in the hospital but outside of the hospital may be different. So for example anybody with an opioid use disorder we offer a life-saving medication treatment and specifically I'm referring to medications such as buprenorphine, naloxone or suboxone or methadone and we would offer those medications to people regardless if, if they use opioids alone or if they use opioids and other substances But in the community, treatment access may be quite different if people use multiple substances. So it's not uncommon that people are kicked out of treatment for using methamphetamine, for example. And again, I think that that's really one of the most important things to really underscore here, which is that because polysubstance use is the norm, we need treatment systems that reflect that and that really can account for that and support people. The other big implication is that when we talk with patients at the bedside around their risks of use and the potential harms of use and talk about overdose prevention and also about the effects of substance use on people's health, the kinds of substances that people are using and the interactions of those substances are really important. So, for example, if people are using alcohol and or benzodiazepines, And opioids, that changes their risk of overdose. Similarly, there's different effects depending on if people are using methamphetamines and opioids in terms of overdose risk. So as we counsel patients and talk with them, it's really important to understand those complexities and address them.
1: Your addiction care team, which you call Project Impact, is that unique to the hospital where you are? Is that something that is in use across the country or could it be?
0: Impact is a hospital-based addiction medicine consult service that we started at OHSU in 2015. At that time, there really was, as far as I know, very few hospital-based addiction services. What we're seeing is that increasingly, this is becoming kind of an emerging care model nationally. And so there are fledgling addiction consult services now around the country, which is so exciting. There's more and more research emerging about the importance of hospital-based addictions care, both from our team and others across the country. And there's just so much work to be done. So um, I lead an ECHO, which stands for the Extension for Community Health Outreach. And it's a telementoring model where we're working with hospital providers, including physicians and nurses and pharmacists and administrators and others, to spread best practices in hospital addictions care. And also the challenges that individuals and teams are experiencing really underscore the need for national policies, broad and widespread education to fully address the gaps.
1: Talk about the age group in which you see most addictions. Is it centered in a certain age or is it sort of across the board?
0: The patients that we serve on impact, we primarily work with an adult population and we know that Substance use is associated with early mortality. We work with a lot of folks in their early 20s and 30s. We also work with some older folks. Substance use doesn't discriminate. Again, my team is not really focused on working with adolescents with substance use, but this is also a huge space for improvement.
1: Honora Englander, MD, Associate Professor of Medicine in the Oregon Health and Science University School of Medicine. We want to thank you so much for joining us on InfoTrack.
0: Thank you so much for having me. It's really a pleasure.
1: You're listening to InfoTrack, a production of Syndication Networks.